Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Well, tell the people what's about to happen. You about to be in this video and what? Chilling! <laughs> <laughs> Why are you chilling? What happened? <laughs> Cause I listened to the wrong album. Alright, <laughs> fine. I can admit it. I fucked up. I listened to the wrong fucking album. <laughs> uh, that it hip hop minus Mike album review. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> hey, hey more, more on that, more on that. Uh, Travis Scott, Astro World. Look, man, the, the, sometimes, you know, the wires get crossed, man. It's just a lot of motherfuckers, a lot of shit we got going on. Wires got crossed. And I and I seen, I seen y'all hitting me up on Twitter talking about I'm probably going to be the only one that liked it. I'm going to get the monkey off the back. Yes, I thoroughly enjoyed this project. The way that... I think Travis is primarily known for being a producer, right? Like, I, I think he's a producer yeah, he, first. He, he wrote all Kanye songs. Has that been confirmed? Like, like that he actually was a writer? That's not my theory. I think that's an overall. Yeah, I, that's, I that's, that's, that's out there. He's a, he's influenced, yeah. And and when I listen to him, yeah, he sounds like, like old Kanye. Because yeah, when I hear him, I sound like I think of a great value version of Kanye West. <laughs> Wait, what? Great value version of Kanye West. You know, the Walmart so you're saying that he's he's not as good as Kanye? No, not to me. Hmm. I think he's a rapper as a producer. How do you know? You skipped Kanye's last album. I'm not fully even saying that. <laughs> no, you can say it. See, I told you. I knew you were going to do it. I knew you were going to do it. You can't, can't help it. That, you can't help it. <laughs> I listen to Life of Pablo, so I mean, I'm pretty sure he don't sound that much different. He's but, catching up to Kanye. Oh, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I see why people, I guess I see why people like him, because he sound like Kanye West. I may not care for it or he whatever, sound, but I understand like, the appeal. Travis Scott sounds like Kanye West, like the proletariat sound like Kanye West. It's not. Damn. You went back. Yeah, I was in the apartment. Yeah, I know, man. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we, we reviewed that. Y'all know what he's talking about. Go yeah. just type it in. It's, yeah, it's yeah, on the yeah, channel. You're a fan of the show. Yeah. You know the wow. fuck I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. But, um, no, nah, man, I look, I, I really like this because as soon as it comes in with stargazing, it, it, it it's weird. And as you go through this, like it for me, it really took me on a roller coaster of sounds. And I feel that Travis Scott, that was always kind of like his mo. Like he, like he, he, he messes around with stuff that isn't supposed to work. And more than often, for me personally, he makes it work. But I think that this is the time that he really put it together. You know, I always say like artists sometimes they give you their Mona Lisa. Up until this point, for me. This is Travis's Mona Lisa. I think this is the first time from beginning to end that he was able to put something cohesive, like all the way. It's cohesive, but not cohesive in the sense where the beat sounds samey. It's, it's definitely all over the place, but it, but it sounds like a complete project to me. I think he just probably focused more on uh, 
Yeah, the song structure, how you wanted the sound, the overall theme. What's the deal with the album cover? Wasn't some controversy behind that, or? I don't know, but it? I know Astro World is. A trans woman on it. Say what now? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I what happened? Yeah, it was originally a trans woman, and apparently he took the trans woman off. Mm -hmm. But I don't know exactly why. But people are saying that he's transphobic. I don't know that that's true. Since he I took it off, that's why. Yeah. That's why they're saying that. Yeah, yeah. I kind of doubt it. I don't know all the details. I don't know if he's actually said anything. But either way, um, I really fucking like this shit. This shit, <laughs> <laughs> this shit fucking bumps to the whip. I, you, the main thing I did not like. Let me ask you this. So you say you really like it. Mm. So you don't think it sounds the same throughout? Like it, it sounds. Sometimes he he doesn't change his voice, his patterns, or nothing. So the most consistent thing on this is Travis Scott's right. voice and rapping. Right, like right, that's, right, right. Like everything else did this shit, and yeah, he stayed, and he stayed the same. I, I like it because I feel that he has a knack of knowing when to throw the ad lib and what type of ad lib and stuff like that. I think he knows how personally how to spice it up. It does, but I think it's just like one long ass song. Yeah. With the exception of uh, five five percent tent no. and, and and coffee bean. Man, coffee bean was my shit. Coffee bean I love and coffee five percent tent is like the only song that you that production wise in Sonic. Yeah with the uh the goody mob. Goody mob sample. Yeah. yeah. Yo, I think that's the best the best Goody Mob sample turned into another beat that I've heard. NC seventeen, twenty one. I've been telling y'all <laughs> that that line, that line, that baby face line. <laughs> I fuck with twenty one savage. I've been fucking with twenty one savage for so yeah, long. Hey, hey, go watch the the review we did. Uh, <laughs> Metro Boomin, twenty one savage. Without uh, warning. And, without yeah, without warning. warning. Go check that out. Yeah. Let me tell you, 21 Savage, man, that's my dude, man. Why the hell did he he didn't mention the features? So so initially I had to go dig for them because there was one carousel. And I was like, oh, this motherfucker trying to sing like Frank Ocean. He, he copied some other motherfucker shit again. It was Frank, Frank Ocean. It was Frank Ocean. Yeah, yeah it was Frank Ocean. <laughs> but he's mentioned his features before. This is the first time that he didn't mention features. I wonder, like I have that. to go back and. And look. he had a lot of features on here. It wasn't just like, oh, I'm gonna just high well, one. Yeah, people. Random dudes that were on here. Of course, obviously Drake was on here. Yep. Um, Sicko Mode and, and like, Frank Ocean. But he also used them in R.I.P. Screw. Drake? Yeah, so I don't know if you peeped it. At the end uh, of Sicko Mode, he had Drake, and then he kind of mm -hmm. like chopped Drake's verse off, because it seemed like Drake could have still kept going. And then when it goes into R.P. Screw, at the end of that, he brings Drake back on. That was when I first started liking this album. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I do like this album. Hmm. I was shocked. I was driving home one day, stargazing came on, I was like, oh, here we go with this bullshit again. <laughs> Carousel, I was like, ah. Sick them all, oh, fucking Drake. Then he cut them off, and then, but R.I.P. Screw, I was like, oh. And then I was like, okay, you know, yeah, I'll give him one. Stop trying to be God, nah. Then no bystanders came on. Then it kind of got into a, a little bit of a rhythm, a little bit of a, 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 a groove. And I was like, yeah, so. We can get it. Like, you gonna like that one? And I was like, uh, he's got Weekend on this? Yes, he does. Weekend was nice. Just let Weekend do what he do. I was like, and I'm sitting here driving, man, I'm like, Damn, am I like, I had to stop myself there. Am I liking this shit? I was like, this ain't right. I'm, what? But I've always said, man, it's, it's all, for me, it's just something about this one. I think he, I, I don't know what it is about this one compared to his other stuff um, that, that changed for me because, you know, he's still kind of doing like weird things with the beats. But I think because it's a little bit more soulful, a little bit more mellow, and not as 
you know, trappish, I guess. Because yeah. I haven't listened to his other albums since we reviewed them. So if I'm off about the sound of them, then forgive me because I haven't listened to them. But this one definitely sounded more polished. Um, he sounded focused. Like whatever he went in wanting to do, he did it. He executed. Yeah. Sometimes it, it, it seems like Travis got stuck in his own head and it couldn't come out the way it was in his head. Mm -hmm. But this is the first time that I feel, again, beginning to end. And maybe he was just trying to do too much in the past with some of the projects. Maybe maybe he had way too many ideas in, in his head he that he wanted to get out. out. Or maybe he got them all out and now he was like, okay, that's over and done with. But uh, I think there was something he said like this was like, I think you know, this album is like him going back to, I think, days before Rodeo, Rodeo days. Mm -hmm. Like, I think this is what he wanted to do. He just, for whatever reason, didn't get around to doing it. But I think he learned from doing those albums, he was able to apply that experience to this particular album. It's not his rapping that's doing anything for me at all. As a matter of fact, he's more of an instrument on this album than that actual rapper. And that's what I was gonna say. It sounds like he's not trying too hard. It sounds like he just kind of <laughs> let it go and he just went with the flow of it instead of trying to make it into something. It seems almost like every song took on a life of its own and he just added to it versus trying to control the narrative of that song. Maybe he didn't want the features to become the album. Like, it, you know, if you're listening, if you look Sometimes at this, that could take away. yeah, it was like, oh, oh man, Drake's on here. Let me listen to Drake. Oh, Frank, especially Frank Ocean. Oh man, niggas go crazy for Frank Ocean. So they see Frank Ocean, they'll be like, oh man, Frank Ocean on here? So they get hype. And now it's like, now it's, it's you can still get hype off the surprise, but you know, the way he did it, he kind of somewhat still blended them into the sound to where it's, it, there's there it, it's not leaping out their feature is not leaping out to you where you immediately notice them I, I was like wow I was like, okay Travis I think from what I remember I mean I mean this was better than the other two joints that I reviewed with y'all with the days before rodeo and rodeo it just like I said with this some of the production on here was nice I mean you know stop trying to be God drink was nice skeleton, was, skeletons was skeletons was cool Houston fornication was cool, but it, it just seemed like, like I said, with the production style, five percent, ten, it just sounded like one long. Everything sounded the same, and it could be because Travis Scott. I think you said it, like Travis Scott was just kind of like going with the flow, just lags on it or something. I don't know. It just like once I finished all, I mean, it just feel like one big old song, and it's just like, well, maybe I'm just not on the Travis Scott train, cause like I said, I, I was shocked that that I ended up actually liking the sound of this album. Yeah, and I, I do agree with you. I understand, like, yes, it could definitely sound like it's, like, the sounds are very similar, you know, in, in terms of, of, of tone and mood and mm -hmm. tempo. But I think there were parts on here where he, I, I think he did a good job of, like, switching the beat up to kind of kind of break the, the, the monotony of the album, you know, <laughs> at, at certain points throughout it. So it was some joints where I was like, oh, okay, this 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 should sound tight. He's not forcing you know, it. And I think that's apparent when you listen to it because 
and I, some people could take this as a negative, but at least for me, for Travis, it, it, like at times you 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 almost forgot it was a Travis Scott album because it was just to me that good that it was just it was just enjoyable. But shouldn't it? I feel you. Yeah, but I say but, he's but, the star. He's supposed to be the star. I, so you no, shouldn't I, forget that no, the star no, is the album, right? I feel you. I feel you. But but again, because <laughs> of right. be, because I know it don't sound right. <laughs> but because of everything that he's done oh, in his past. Okay, so you know how you said I always relate everything to sports, sports analogies. Mm-hmm. I've I've coached kids that just try too much in the game, and sometimes when you just take a step back and allow the game to come to you, whatever you wanted to do actually happens instead of you trying to force it. And that's how I felt about Travis Scott on this. Mm. He actually he understood that doing less is doing more, and that shit really worked. Especially producers are he wasn't very as extra as he that's what I'm talking about. He he wasn't extra, and yeah. I think that that it was addition by subtraction. Um, favorite tracks for me is Sicko Mode, R.I.P. Screw, You Gonna Kill Me, Rod, Stop Trying to Be God, uh, Skeletons, 5% Tent, NC-17. Hey, you got a lot of tracks, and I take Coffee Bean. Carousel, 5% Tent, NC-17, Coffee Bean, and uh, whatever track had the tempo of a beat. I don't know which one. <laughs> It is, but that would be the fifth track. I know y'all know, so. Stop trying to be God, 5% tent, Houston fornication, coffee bean, and NC17. Man, Travis, if you watching, um, yo, I've been a fan for a minute. This is your Mona Lisa, bro. This is the standard of your albums now. And I, I don't know how you're going to eclipse it. I think that you are extremely creative, and I look forward to seeing how you execute projects from this point forward. Appreciate it. What do you mean by this Mon- that Mona Lisa reference? Masterpiece. Yeah, this is their masterpiece up until this time. Right, but it, but that could be viewed a different way too, because you know a lot of people criticize Mona Lisa like it, it's beautiful from a distance, but when you look up at it, it's yeah, because it's not attractive. Yeah, because 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 it, it, I don't believe in perfection. I don't believe mm-hmm. in everything being you know a ten out of ten. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? There's always room for improvement. There's always opportunity. But at the end of the day, uh, Leonardo that that's hit, that's the, that's the thing he's famous for. Right. Plus, that goes with what he said. He said it was more of a vibe, and yeah. then if you start breaking it down the way B was doing, you don't like it as much. Right. That's why I wanted so to count it. With the Mona Lisa reference, it does. It actually does. That's back, bro. <laughs> um, Travis Scott, if you if you're watching, uh, we're just gonna start with this one. All right, <laughs> we're gonna take this slow. Yeah, we're, we're gonna take this slow. We're slow. We, we are. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna, we're gonna start right here. I, I, I like the album. Um, you know, it's always, and I've said this before on, on, on the show in the past, it's always about the music, you know, and and put out an album that has a sound that I like. You know, it doesn't sound like anything was forced. Um, it sounded like you were in your comfort zone. There was, uh, felt like there was no pressure. If there was pressure, I'm not saying there was, but um, it sounded very relaxed. And, and you're you're in a spot where you know who you are as an artist. Um, Travis Scott, if you're watching, um, maybe this could be a sign that, you know, it may turn out better for you to work with other producers. I know they say you work with, you always produce your own music and stuff, and this is a step in the right direction, because at least I found something. Even though I don't really like like this album or like really love it or whatever but it's just like you know at least I got I, I, I found I got something out of this on this album that I enjoyed and I mean I think you said it too you just said it too can you do sound comfortable I mean you know you, you sound pretty like you in your in your 
comfort zone, which which goes back to what I said. I think you should probably start working with different producers. Maybe maybe that might be your niche, you know, so. Ted Eklund. <laughs> Ted Eklund. <laughs>